Oh yeah, look at it. What's his name? What's his? He's a good you, dog. You, you like dogs? Yeah. No, I mean, do you like dogs? <laughs> do you want to go to a dog fucking party with me? Yeah, I know a one. A little slower than that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're gonna, you're gonna scare away the uh, subject of <laughs> these. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A berserk samurai sword-wielding jerk-ass went ape on the glass staircase of Apple's flagship Fifth Avenue location. The video footage shows Hsu Chen waving the sword over his head, then descending the stairs, both hands gripping the sword, which is poised over his right shoulder. Nancy Birnbaum was at the store's genius bar. I have never in my life felt so terrified. He pulled his sword out, and everybody got back. I honestly thought that was it. Hey, Nancy, have some faith, for Christ's sake. According to police, Chen appeared to be emotionally disturbed. Well, what tipped you off? Public brandishing of swords. That's your first indicator. Second indicator, security guards were tackling him. That's always a good indicator. <laughs> Chen was uh, taken to Bellevue for evaluation. Uh, no, no, so, and joining me now is... Uh, Kendra Cunningham. Hey, Kendra. Hey. Former uh, Brooklyn something. You worked in Brooklyn. Oh, oh, court. oh. I, I was a Brooklyn forensic case manager. Yes, this yeah. is true. This is a long time ago. I, I, I thought you were going to say, like, I was a Brooklyn, you know, like a basketball dance person. You know, <laughs> you were going to give me some fake credit that I was like a rockette. For the... Wait a second. You're not a rockette. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never this have guy, been. Giovanni Gabani. This guy, a London man. Which his name is the best thing about him. He was in the store at the time. Excuse me, at the man waved the sword. He said he tried to calm. He tried to talk to Chen to calm him. He said, "We're, you know, we're all human beings. People have issues." This is a quote from him from Giovanni Gabani. <laughs> He's just as much of an asshole as you would think. I feel uh, maybe he had some trouble, and if I can talk to him and show him that people care. Uh, you know, which do they? Maybe <laughs> that will diffuse and stop the situation, Gabani said. Uh, what a, you know, I, but people don't need to get involved in situations like this. With a, no, with someone wielding a sam, samurai sword? No. Yeah, this guy has a code right now to, to I, he has an honor that he's trying to fulfill or some shit. <laughs> I would have been running out the door. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have been because he was kind of on the staircase uh, blocking the door. All right. Well. But you, you, you've been running. Uh, and I mean, there's a lot of people there. You just get behind five of them yeah, and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I, I certainly wouldn't be. Uh, I, I wouldn't have inserted myself into that situation. Absolutely not. No. So talking about how we're all human beings. And what, hey, we're uh, all human beings. And that guy. <laughs> Are we really? It looks like you're having a bad day there, son. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a would you, would you like a malted milk dud? <laughs> Up and have some in my bag. Yeah, Jesus Christ! They, they they think they got all the answers. You know what I mean? Well, I got to tell you though, when I hear stories like that, like that that actually would be something that I kind of wish I was there, but far enough away to not be terrorized. Oh sure, because that's a good that's a that's a fucked up New York story. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you know, it, it's well, it, it's it's psychopath blowing off a little steam. Yeah, it it's it. it it's the kind of thing that I bet you everybody who was there who has been here for any period of time was like, all right, you know. <laughs> the moment it's over, exactly. it's like, yeah, can you show me that uh, mini pad thing? <laughs> In violent Brooklyn, a measure of closure for a brave woman who was held captive for a month, repeatedly raped, and mercilessly tortured 
in a squalid apartment in Bedlam Cryvescent. But what was she wearing? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter now. Because in Brooklyn Supreme Court, the jury returned in less than an hour with a guilty verdict for Anthony Matthews, a 34-year-old sicko who kidnapped his girlfriend, Alicia McQueen, tied her with cables to a bed, raped, beat, and burned her using two-by-fours, a metal rod. Well, I mean, she did make him go see Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, how many times have you been raped? I've never been raped. Oh, okay. Never. So uh, I have, actually. You have? I have. By I was, a man? No. Oh, by a woman. Well, yeah. By a 17-year-old woman. I was I was 13, and I was told that I was raped. <laughs> <laughs> by her, when it was done. She oh, said, she told you. You she... were raped. <laughs> She sounds like a real sick fuck. Well, it's my first time. So, uh, you know, and, and this guy was a sick fuck, too. Matthews heated up a screwdriver, which he used to mutilate her genitals. Worst of all, he used a Phillips head screwdriver when the victim clearly had a flathead vagina. <laughs> right tool for the right job. A satanic individual also used an iron to mutilate the victim's genitals. You're really really not supposed to do that. It's like a seersucker suit. It's supposed to have wrinkles in places. <laughs> My question is is that they said they went didn't they go out they went out for like two years. Yeah they did. Like how do you not see the psychosis in someone you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I'm looking for a way to blame the victim as well. <laughs> and uh I didn't mean to know. I just, I, but, I, I, I always want to know the more details of the story. I'm not saying that it's her fault but that's like uh, well, have you ever dated somebody who um, had a hard time letting go? A relationship where the guy just... Uh, I have, but I've never felt, like, threatened that they might do something to hurt me. I've just been like, oh, this pain in the ass. Yeah, you know? they, they, they linger. Yeah. And then uh, they... Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, this, that, I think that's how it was with this guy, is that he just was uh, it's hard to let go. And the reason it's hard to let go is after, you, after you've been broken up and get back together... The best part is the makeup rape. Wait, wait, did they get? But they didn't get back together, did they? Well, I mean, I guess that's arguable. Oh, oh, he, he, that was his. That was his. <laughs> well, that was the message there. The whole thing lasted a month, you know. Uh, according to the New York Post, McQueen finally escaped after she agreed to say she'd been abused by a John that she met on Craigslist and was taken to the hospital. Uh, and uh, so this, you know, a good. He'd done everything he could do, and, uh, and and she reportedly did not smell good. The EMT who rescued her said she had the odor of a corpse. Oh, you know, rape, God torture, almighty. Now personal insults. Oh. It never ends. Look, I, I might not be my freshest <laughs> yeah. right now. But her family members said she always smelled that way. And, uh, <laughs> and now I, I read from the paper of record, the New York Post, Matthews and McQueen had dated for two years, but they were broken up. When he tortured and beat her for weeks inside his cousin's apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's where's not. The, I guess that's not really a together kind of thing to do. Where's that's the, more of a, where's, <laughs> and where's the cousin during all this? <laughs> that's a good question. Like, did he not witness what was happening? Say, hey, uh, look, I need your apartment for a month. <laughs> I, maybe it's like a sublet, and well, uh, hey, uh, it's it, it's over now. Thank God, uh, they've come back with a guilty verdict, and and, and sentencing is going to be December 9th. Hopefully. Uh, and I'm sure it will be a very, very stiff penalty. He might never see the light of day again. Uh, the mom of two testified that Matthews uh, had grown paranoid 
in their relationship. At one point, for- forcing her to call her best friend. Oh, that's right. Uh, her mother and sister and falsely say that she slept with their boyfriends. I remember. I, I want to show this story to all the women who have referred to me as paranoid. <laughs> this is paranoid. <laughs> Call your sister and mother and, and, tell, and them, tell them, yeah. Tell me, fuck their boyfriends. My dad? You want me to. <laughs> whoever? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I've I, never been involved with someone that crazy. Have you ever been involved with somebody who, uh, like, was, you know. I've been involved. Weird. I've been involved with somebody who had like anger management problems. What would he do? Uh, punch his hand through walls, you know. Through your uh, vagina walls? No, like the, <laughs> the the wall of the apartment. And he would like call. This is before like you know, everyone had cell phones, and he would call all over the place looking for me. Oh wow! Yeah. Like like probably all the places you go, like the bars and stuff. Yeah, and then like someone yeah. would come over to me and be like, "I think there's a phone call for you," and he'd be like. What time are you coming home? <laughs> God, not only was he paranoid, he was a ghost. <laughs> wow, what a drag. He was very needy. Yeah. Uh, a man uh, can get pretty lonely, though, at 30,000 feet. Uh, I don't know, but this, this is obviously a transition that, that has happened. <laughs> December 9th before. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's when we're going to get sentencing on Matthews. But a man can get mighty lonely at 30,000 feet. So it was for a Shaolin man who got too familiar with his seatmate. Now, when you fly, do you like to talk to the passenger next to you? Um, no. Yeah. I don't. I uh, I don't really either, but sometimes I do. Mm. I do want to, and then I go, I just can't do it. You know? Well, my my only thing is is that I, w- I don't mind having a few minutes of small talk, but in the past when that's happened, then they want to keep it going through the whole trip, and I'm like... Then I'll have to say I need a, I want to focus on whatever. Yeah, you know? and, and then you it stop. gets weird. Yeah, yeah, it gets yeah, yeah, and then they're oh, I'm sorry. Right, it's always like that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, and then I'm yeah. the asshole. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, how many romances do you think start on an airplane? Oh God, not a lot. I would think. I would say not a lot, but then every once in a while you hear some story of people getting wasted and. Uh, yeah, that alcohol's involved. Yeah, I had a girlfriend who told me she met a guy on a plane once. And they uh, went out and they liked each other real well. And then he raped her. <laughs> Come <laughs> it's not, on. It's not a joke. He, he, uh, they went out on a date and then they went back to her place. And I guess uh, she had in mind about how far she wanted to go. And he had in mind how far it was going to go. And he was uh, from Alaska and he was like 6'9". Oh, my and, God. And uh, he had hair all over his body. I don't know why she was hanging out with him. So but, uh, did he get her? Did she... Could he get her? Did she get him arrested? No, 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 no. He went back to Alaska. And that was the end of it. Wow. So that's the other thing. It's that if you're on a plane with somebody, make Someone. sure that they live where you live. <laughs> you know, <laughs> six nine on a plane, right there. I wouldn't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> like you, selfish bastard. How many uh, romances do you think start on an airplane while one of them is asleep? That's forty-two-year-old Nadim Mahmoud Kureishi. Well, so close. Was arrested at JFK for spreading. <laughs> for spreading lotion on another passenger while she slept next to him on a long flight back from the Middle East. 14 hours from Dubai to New York City. And the woman seated next to him zonked out on pills, and there's nothing sexier than a true lack of consciousness that you can count on. You know? Commercial flights, I guess, are from like 30,000 to 45,000 feet. 30,000 feet, that's over five miles in the air. Why do you think they still measure it in feet? I don't know, and I'm really impressed that you know that how that 
translates into miles. I would have no idea. I, I spent 30 seconds on a calculator. Uh, <laughs> oh, you did it? You actually did the math? for a few hours, she woke up, and the man asked if she <laughs> oh, no. quote, had a good nap. They make it sound sinister. So, yeah, they really yeah. do. Like, <laughs> did you have a good nap? What do you mean? Like they, 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 I'm sure whoever wrote this was so psyched to have that one line. Uh, you know, he was like, this just shows so much. Yeah. Well, it was a Daily News article, I think. Daily News is a kind of, yeah, they like to do that. Yeah. They'll let you know who to, who to root for. Yeah, exactly. Now we go to NYPD Detective Christopher Caruso and, uh, and a quote. The passenger noticed that lotion had been spread on her arms, chest, and upper legs, and that the hand lotion she had placed in the pocket in front of her seat was missing. That's all circumstantial. Uh, then in the bathroom, she noticed her panties had been covered with lotion as well. What, what, like what was she, she wearing? Hoped, she hopes that was lotion, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I what love was that she you're wearing? Saying, the... You mean that legitimately? What was she wearing? Like right? how did, did you entice get this guy? You well, mean? I mean, like how did he get it on her panties? Like he, she clearly must have had like some skirt on that he could lift up easily and. Yeah, that's it. She made it easy. No, but it I'm was just, just saying... like a clear path to glory. Like she's like, I'm gonna take these pills. She didn't have. I'm on... not gonna be able to do anything about it. She didn't have on like. I'd just be curious. That's all. I would be curious too. What the setup is there? Because he got it on the panties, and she, uh, and, and, and all over her body, really, arms, chest. You know, he. It might have been that, like, uh, she was just so far out of it that, uh, you know, that. Uh, oh, I can hear your breath. Oh. So, <laughs> we have to re-record the whole damn thing. No. Breathing it the whole time. That's no way you could hear it the whole time. No, no, oh. no, no. Sorry. Uh, but, I'll, uh, sit, I'll no, go back here. No, no. <laughs> it's a certain angle. Uh, <laughs> Mike sucks. But, you know, uh, it could be that uh, she was just wearing regular stuff, but she took so much pills, and she probably washed it down with a bunch of booze that they didn't mention. That would be that would be my guess, is that if you took a bunch of pills to fall asleep on a flight, you didn't not drink on a 14-hour flight. She's probably like, I'm going to get wasted. And... And who brought the lotion on the plane, by the way? Who took enough pills to pass out for hours? Anyone who travels Dubai to Dubai is probably a member of ISIS anyway. And if you sit next to a person for 14 hours on a plane, you're basically married anyway. So that's what I say. What did you, did why, you wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want a kind person to put lotion on you? <laughs> did you see the, the other quote that they had from him? Let's see. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. She says, well, why did they, 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 they confronted her, the flight attendants, they confronted him, right. and he said, well, I thought she needed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I want, yeah. I want to see what this guy looks like. That was just a big mistake to say that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's no, an admission that he just admitted that he did it. Yeah, he should have been like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking what about. What is lotion? <laughs> she put lotion on herself. I saw her in her sleep. She rubbed herself. It's just against my religion. <laughs> I had to pray. <laughs> that's what I just said. They're like, prove it. I know these flight attendants loved it, too, because they're like de facto sky cops. Oh, yeah. They think they're detectives. Oh, yeah. Uh, the defendant told the flight attendants that he thought the passenger needed it. And that the passenger enjoyed it because she did not resist. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I mean, what? But like, there's a kernel of truth in that. But like, as a man, mm-hmm. uh, is there some sort of sexual? I mean, would that be sexually? Is no, he doing that for a sexual no, reason? No, it's not sexual at all. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I know putting it on no, her panties no. probably is, but that was probably just he was just cleaning his hands off at the end. 
just Why wouldn't looking to just... wipe his hands off. And he's like, oh, some panties here. I'll just wipe it off on this. I guess my point is if he wants to be a pervert, why not just grab her tits or something? <laughs> you know, like, why does he have to leave some physical evidence all over the place? That's a good point. You know? I didn't really think about that. Yeah. I bet you that he started off, like, putting lotion on her arm, and she's like, that's nice. <laughs> and then she goes to sleep, right? And she's zonked. And then, and then she just like he's just like okay, I guess she'll say something if she doesn't like any of this. And I'm sorry, but like putting it, so he put it on top of her panties. Yeah, I I mean, didn't get any of that. Yeah, I think that he probably uh, just didn't quite have. Maybe you know that's you would think that if she found on her panties, he probably went under the panties, right? He probably got a little uh, a little fun there. You know, well, I, I guess there's only one way to find that out, right? <laughs> well, his hands are going to smell like rose anyway. I uh, can't really check it like that. He's held on, uh, he was released rather on $50,000 bail, and he's charged with sexual contact without consent. There's always a new category that I haven't heard of. And so, and this guy has, somebody has 50 grand to get him out of the, or, you know, someone's vouching for him after that weird story. Yeah, well, you know going, I mean? he's probably like, ah, look, here's what really happened. I'd love to hear his side of the story. Oh, I would too. I bet if he told it to us, we go, hmm, all right. Well, Can if I, that's true, it sounds reasonable. <laughs> no, <laughs> we all heard it. I don't want to make you know. I don't want to fuck things up. It's all right because you know what? I do, a lot of this comes out. The yeah. whole thing. We'll record for about an hour and a half. The whole thing will be about fifteen minutes long. <laughs> So it's only the only the super sounds, hot points. Sounds like my career in only comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you do this for thirteen years and you'll have. Speaking of careers, I, I get an Elvis shirt on. That's a and and it's his uh, his uh, and it, it's fitting for the crime motif because it's his. Uh, oh yeah, his, his, uh, not what intentional. Call it? Not what do you call it? His mugshot. His mugshot, right? Mm-hmm. I can never think of that. This mugshot, and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look particularly. He looks like a he. You know, he looks like a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I mean, like, he looks like he's like, fuck this shit, you know? I don't know what he got arrested for at that point in time, but... I don't either. You know, I'll have you to think look it know? up. It's not, it's definitely not the TV shooting incident. That would be much later. And he looks, he doesn't look haggard or anything. He looks still kind of... No, he's still like, hey, mama. Uh, sexy. And I did something, uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, I did, you know... Put some lotion on a girl's panties. <laughs> I was on a long flight from Dubai. Maybe he I, started it. I got a little lonesome tonight. <laughs> yeah. That sounded yeah. pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Always trying to look Thank for a much. reason to put all of his songs in the. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hit a few more before it's over. Now, uh, but he, uh, you saw his movies. Have yes. you seen all his movies? Uh, I, I can't. I don't believe I've seen all of them, but I've seen a lot of them. Now, uh, yeah, because some of them He has are, a lot. I mean. He has a lot. I went through a stage back when, I, I think when I was in my first marriage in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I was watching a movie a lot of because it was like a I don't know snow back then right. or I can't remember why the hell I was watching all these Elvis movies winter time and I would get them and uh, they'd get it was back with VCR and shit you know and so I I saw probably fifteen and then when you see fifteen Elvis movies you still got forty more movies to watch I know so I think that I the the one that I like best is uh, the ones uh, Double Trouble. Is it Double Trouble? Kissing Cousins. Kissing he plays cousins. he plays dual roles. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> That's probably the absolute worst of the worst. I'm gonna have to go back and review. I feel like for a while my grandmother was big into his movies and also um, like you know Annette Funicello. 
uh, oh, yeah. beach blanket bingo, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that. Uh, when you watch it now, it seems like insanity. Yeah. Like, there's no way people would act like that. Right. Uh, in the boogie D, cops hunting for a crazy commuter who exposed himself. Uh, the victim only 16 on a city bus. He exposed himself and then he placed his. I don't even know how to say this. Placed his penis on her wrist. It's a city bus. What do you expect for two seventy five? You know, for twelve hundred dollars, you get lotion in your panties. For two seventy five, you get a dick on your wrist. I just can't believe that people try to still try to pull that shit. Like with all the cameras and everything that's out there. Yeah, and they have him, and he's wearing a beige sweater. Uh, he's a two hundred pound black male, which I, I can't believe they got the race in there. Uh, five foot eight inch, wearing a beige sweater with a with a colored shirt underneath that's just racist and light blue jeans uh <laughs> call 1-800-577-TIPS if you have any information but yeah lotion on your panties you can't get an hour's long nap on a bronx bus i'll tell you that not on the b19 did you, I, I, I imagine like she's like uh sir did you see a sign on my wrist that says limp penis storage The B-19, Bronx-19, not the B-19. Limp penis storage is not easy to say. <laughs> Limp penis storage. Uh, she was startled, but otherwise unharmed. Uh, boy, a Chelsea dentist with HIV is oh, accused God. of distributing meth and child porn and uh, fucked a dog oh, and other God. animals, allegedly. Now, when asked if he understood the grotesque charges against him, 59-year-old John Wallace Wolf softly said, I think so. Uh, the investigation began as a drug probe <laughs> spearheaded by a DEA task force. And once they stumbled onto child porn, they're like, hey, FBI, it's all you. Two months after the investigation began, they had found that Dr. Wolf had traded root canals for meth, peddled child pornography out of his practice, actively engaged in underground bestiality parties across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Contracted HIV and, quote, at times punctured holes in condoms, end quote, in order to infect his sexual partners. Sick. So at, sick. At that time, it was determined they had enough for an arrest. <laughs> <laughs> That's after two months. That's a lifetime's worth of, you know, yeah. most people, you know. Jesus. That's How a lot. You, to, it, it's like, a lot to, yeah, I mean, I know that that whole thing with, like, infecting other people with HIV is horrifying, but, like, fucking a dog. You know what I mean? Like, what the <laughs> hell? You have to be like crazy, I think. Yeah. And it's some, and I believe it said that it was like parties that they would fuck these dogs at. Yeah, yeah. So it they'd was. all get together and fuck dogs. It was. It was. So there are other people. He, yeah, Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Other people aware mm -hmm. that this guy. You know what I mean? Also have exact yeah. animals. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. had some sort of communication with it. How did it even come about that they revealed to one another that this was something that they liked to do? You know, you know how I mean? it is? You ever see two people with, when they both have a leash and they're talking? I think that's how it gets started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at it. What's his name? What's his... He's a good you, dog. You, you like dogs? Yeah. No, I mean, do you like dogs? <laughs> do you want to go to a dog fucking party with me? <laughs> it's I a know little, a one. A little slower than that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You're going to scare away the uh, subject if you... <laughs> hey. I bet you'd like to fuck that dog, wouldn't you? What? Where are you going? 
You don't have to be embarrassed around me. I've <laughs> fucked a lot of dogs in my time. It says he engaged in sex with animals at underground bestiality parties. I'm not convinced. I think it was a mistake. Sometimes at a sex party, the lights are low, and the few below-average hipster girls, they didn't shave for a few months. <laughs> Next thing you know, it looks like you're at an underground bestiality party. You know? What if... Wait, can I just say one thing? Of course. What do, you had a you talked about something on here with, with a guy um, had anal plugs with horse tail hanging off it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. In the last episode, there was a guy who was uh, working in the office of the uh, a DA in in Nassau County, and uh, she was the acting DA. She was and she was running. Oh, that's for right. Re- that's for, right. For that's election. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And the guy, uh, she stood by him, right. even though he his wife claimed in divorce papers yep. that he had a butt plug with with, with horse, horse hair. <laughs> yeah. What difference does it make if there's a horse tail coming off your butt, butt plug? What difference does that make? I think it just adds a dramatic effect that, you know, it seems to be a little specific. Well, it creates this idea that he's running around with a saddle on or something, you know what I mean? Pretending to be a horse. And and he's just, it's just a butt plug that happens. <laughs> I guess it probably looks like a tail. I don't know. I think yeah, it probably looks like a tail. I think it's very weird. I guess if he's, yeah, he probably spends a lot of time on all fours. He had a chastity belt. And uh, yeah, he sounds like a real piece of work, but, uh, you know, it's all legal, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, it's totally legal. Oh, wait, oh, his, way, just... his wife said that she it was coerced into doing all these things. Yeah. They had a wild sex life, and she's like, if we ever break up, obviously I'm going to use all this against you. And she said that he, she found it abusive or something. I can't remember how she spun it. Oh, but... Christ, everything's abusive, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's these guys who are punching holes in walls, you got to look out for. Her. Wolf <laughs> engaged with sex with animals at underground... Uh, bestiality parties. I like how they specify underground bestiality parties. He's not one of your stale, bougie uptown bestiality parties. <laughs> this place swings, man. Reptiles, birds. There was no velvet rope at nah, this party. even no. a couple of invertebrates. <laughs> I never fucked an invertebrate. I once put my dick into some bacteria. <laughs> Take that right now. This, uh, this guy got arrested. This dentist who was doing all this stuff, man. And like, he was in the West Village. It was like a nice location. Yeah. Was it yeah. Carmine Chelsea, Street yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. What? No, it's uh, 15th Street. 15, 15th Street. It's, oh, uh, oh, I thought it was yeah. on Carmine. He's uh, no, uh, uh, his, his, uh, his practice. I think he lived down there on Carmine. Oh, oh, oh. His practice is very, is, is, is 15th Street. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's other stuff here. And we just take this like one piece at a time. It is like a, again, with the. Uh, it's it's like, a lifetime movie waiting to happen. Cause oh, I mean, there's so much with a sequel. Yeah, and, and they, they this is the Godfather two of lifetime movies. And they except there's they, no woman in it to be the victim. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. Well, they alluded to the fact that they don't know if he's ever abused patients while they were under. Um, yeah, that's out of it or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, if, not if they were human, you know. Well. <laughs> If he's maybe, pulling a, pulling maybe a tooth for a, a maybe turtle or something. Maybe put a horse plug in there and made him look like an animal. It's like, what are you wearing under that show? <laughs> mm, I'll take it nice and slow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know, uh, news for Mandy Stabler happens to be in the room. And uh, said, we're married now. I can't get rid of her. You, uh, you had this uh, thing where you... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this so I can say this joke. <laughs> Is that all right? You did it. You did a thing where you were talking about uh, anal snacking. Yeah, anal snacking. 
And the guy likes that word, anal snacking. Yeah, Char- Charlemagne the God on MTV too. Charlemagne the God. I think it's the God. Oh. Or no, it's the God. The God, you're right. Charlemagne so the God. Of me. I changed it to the God. <laughs> it's, I, but it's T H A. It's the God. Oh, oh, the God. The God. Well, he says he loves anal snagging. I don't like anal snagging. Yes, you do. No, I don't like it because you know what? It's gonna—it's just gonna spoil your appetite for anal dinner. <laughs> Why didn't you write that joke in time? I know, I know, I know, I know. You wrote every other joke I used. It could have been great. Would Oops. is would anal snacking mean just eating an asshole, or yes. is actually food just involved? Just eating an asshole. No. Oh, no, okay. No, no, it's a, you want me to show you no. Yeah. She, she has a demonstration. She does. I am a little. She's a little. It's a. It's a PowerPoint. Hmm. Used with a real asshole. I do. I know. I know. I do do that. I will. I will go down on uh, the asshole, but I'm very specific about it. I have a very certain way I do it. I do it the same way every time. I'm, I'm like really anal about it. Again. Again. I, yeah. I, I thought something was going to come we out. We just of had that. to have some comic relief. I off understand. This I oh know this guy is terrorizing. Traded us. root canals for meth, and uh, my understanding, he tra- like he, you know he somebody wants a root canal, gives him a root canal for meth. My understanding is that uh, this is actually allowed under certain plans under Obamacare. <laughs> it's not. I don't even know why they've listed that. Uh, he peddled child pornography out of his office. You know. A lot of times you just get a toothbrush. So, <laughs> didn't, didn't he, <laughs> a, little, a little extra on the way he out. He specifically liked retarded girls. He did. He mentions that too. He, he Doctor Wolf quote stated that he gets particularly excited by specific child pornography videos and described a video depicting an eight-year-old retarded girl engaged in sex. Oh, that reminds me. Trainwreck is now available on DVD. <laughs> It's just a joke. Seriously, where are these bestiality parties? What does that look like? I don't know, but That's... also, too, I'm sorry, but this guy met, th- th- there was an undercover cop pretending to be some friend of his for two months, and yeah. he, within two months, he's telling this guy that he likes fucking retarded, watching retarded <laughs> girls get fucked. He's like, very, yeah, I've known people for trusting. six years who don't know, like, my, you know, a lot of shit about me, what you know? Kind, what kind of retarded children you like to fuck <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't let that out right away. <laughs> Never on a podcast. Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, the day this guy got arrested, there were like six kids with appointments. They were like, "What? Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> Back yeah. to special ed. <laughs> no doctor's appointment today. Oh boy. Does, I mean, does the fact that she's retarded make it more horrifying? It seems to, doesn't it? I think so. In, to- in terms of vulnerability. Yeah, totally. I'd say that, yeah. I, you know, but an eight-year-old girl, let's say let's say it's a retarded eight-year-old girl and a regular eight-year-old girl, they're about the same vulnerability-wise. They're not too much different. Not too much different. I'd say that, you know, and, and there may be some difference, but, you know. And I don't we, know. We, we, I would which, think that a retarded girl would probably uh, think, find it more, uh, be more easily, con- you know, convinced that this is a positive thing for everybody. Exactly. You know. I think you're right. And it's, which means that the other girl, the higher functioning girl, would be more disturbed. Right. And yeah, she'd right. have a better understanding of what was going on. Right. She would, with an inability to say no. Right, right, right. Stop right. it, or rather, right. yeah. 
Yeah, and that would add a psychological level to the horror for her. And exactly. her memories, the, the, the girl with the better brain, are going to be more distinct right. and last longer. Yeah. And her nightmares will be more vivid, more frightening. Yeah. In almost every situation, the higher-functioning girl comes out ahead, but when it comes to rape, a higher IQ, basically a liability. Because <laughs> she has greater potential, too, in terms of damage to society as a whole. Right? So there's more to be lost. Morally, I mean, from a strictly practical standpoint, of course, it goes without saying raping any child, let alone an eight-year-old filming it. I mean, that's obviously horrible. But I would say that retarded child pornography is one tiny fraction of a percentage point, immeasurably, almost imperceptibly small notch above regular child pornography with healthy, well, smarter children. When I, when I read that, I was picturing like the parents of the retarded girl being like, She's not retarded. <laughs> she's just a little. Look, she's in a slow class, okay, but technically, we had her tested, you know, and she's just it's Asperger's. Why does everyone keep saying she's retarded? That's just a humiliating insult to, to injury. She knows how to give a blowjob, doesn't she? <laughs> Wolf also. Uh, That's terrible. I'm gave sorry. A, gave an undercover. Uh, FBI agent a flash drive containing sickening videos of children as young as toddlers being raped by men. He gave that to a guy, like you said, just right away. Kids in the yeah. cliff range at 5 to 13, according to the complaint. Uh, Wolf is charged with conspiracy to possess methamphetamine with intent to distribute and possession and distribution of child porn. So I guess they didn't charge him in the animal thing. That's like, uh, and, and his lawyer kind of had a problem with that. He's like, look, if you're going to, you know, they shouldn't mention all this stuff in the complaint. If it's not a charge, right? I mean, now you, you, uh, your former uh, lawyer, uh, sort of person, right? You were kind well, of, kind of an not attorney. a lawyer, but I know you. I, I, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. You worked yeah, in. A, I did. <laughs> you worked in a courthouse. <laughs> I did work in a courthouse. I was in a courthouse every day. And, in the courtroom, yes. And, okay, and and uh, you were the one that was. Uh, I was talking to judges, advocating for people with mental health problems to not go to jail. Okay, great. And so when you were doing that, so would you have gotten this this dentist? Like, this guy's clearly no, out of No, he's mind. out of my league. I mean, I got people who were jumping MTA turnstiles and, uh, you know, very small-time oh. stuff. Fucking... Be so hard on yourself, Kendra. You could totally get him. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. That attorney? Or that dentist? She said he was out of relief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's not a bad-looking guy, but he's queer. That's the thing. He's queer. Oh, he's queer. Is, is queer a bad way to say that? Are we he's saying gay. queer now or not? Are you saying he's gay? Gay, yeah, gay. Oh, he's. Does that? Does he? They say that in there? Well, you know, he's got HIV, and uh, well, maybe no. Why would know, he? Like why his... would he like to watch an eight-year-old retarded girl? Well, I guess he's bi. <laughs> well, I don't know. this is my thing. When I hear meth, I feel like. Meth means gay, right? (laughs) It's also, if you give people meth when you're a dentist, you're like, that's like keeping your... It's like sugar, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like that meth mouth. Like, ooh, man, that guy is fucking fucked up. What if you had a a dentist with like that big (laughs) fucked up meth mouth? It's like, like, fuck, Jesus Christ. And also, I feel like a meth personality, you can't really hide that. That's why I don't understand how this guy's like... I mean, imagine him like greeting his patients and being like mm-hmm. we have to take all those teeth out now <laughs> we're gonna smooth it out you're gonna have a new jaw <laughs> a former patient of his says he was stunned by the revelations on friday it's shocking said robert risco 
59-year-old ma- uh, magazine illustrator. I, I think that guy just made up every detail of his life. Oh, yeah. My name's Robert Risco. <laughs> and, uh, what do you do? I'm, uh, he's, he's sitting in the waiting I d- room. I do dentist cartoons. He, he's in the waiting room looking at magazines. I'm a magazine. Uh, I draw the picture. Illustrator? Yes. I drew this. He says, I went to him and had a root canal once. He's a funny guy. I've known him for years. A lot of people in the neighborhood go to him, but no, I'd never think this could happen. <laughs> people I, never I like, like how oh, okay, you know, I kind of thought he seemed like a pedophile. He said he, he said he went to him once, but he's known him for years. He said I went to him, uh, I had a root canal once, uh, but he said uh, I went to him and had a root canal once. Uh-huh. Uh, so he probably went to him regularly, had a root canal once. He says, uh, describing the environment at Wolf's office, Risco said, if that's his, <laughs> he says it's like wacky. A little bit loose. Fun environment. A little too fun. Like a party environment. I used to say John is a little too fun to be working on my teeth. Is that what he really says in there? Yeah. (laughs) And then it says, when asked if he saw any red flags, Risco laughed and said, methamphetamine? Maybe. He's being held without bail. And he's isn't he married? I thought he was married for some reason. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be. They would have mentioned a, a, uh-huh. a spouse, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, the prosecutor Moira Penza says uh, he's being held without bail because says prosecutor Moira Penza. Given the overwhelming evidence in this case and the very disturbing facts, we don't believe that there's any set of conditions that can reasonably reasonably assure the safety of the community. So she's a lawyer. She speaks like a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but I've had I've read a lot of stories in the paper. So I think I can effectively translate what she means. In essence, there's a lot of retarded children and animals, and this drug addict won't rest until everyone has AIDS. <laughs> That's what she was. A flash drive they found in his in his environment containing 264 yeah. media files, most of which were child porn. What was the rest of it? I wonder. I, Teen I, Steam. Do you I remember just can't believe. Steam? No, I don't uh, remember. It. Melissa Milano. <laughs> oh, 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 regimen. oh, oh. I just think it's a, uh, you know, these people. If you're gonna be a, a, a pervert, you know what I mean. If you're gonna be a pervert and watch all these things, at least be untrustworthy. You know. Be untrustworthy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? Like they're trusting all these. They're telling these people that they barely even know about. Oh, their untrusting. Por- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Come on. Like, don't be don't be a pervert and believe that people will like you for who you are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that's it. They must not have any concept of just how fucked up it yeah. is. They probably think, you know, somebody comes along and they're like-minded. They're so lonely and there's such a big hole in their life that they have to fill it up. With, they're like, oh, you too? Right, right, oh, right, right. Oh, somebody like me. Right. Oh, this will be wonderful. Watch this. Do you like this one? She's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> he described it. I'd like to hear him describe it. That would be something. Yeah. It's like creepy. Like, it, listen, I, to, it, listen to the Jonestown tapes. Yeah. You ever listen to that? No. Oh, my God. That's like a creepy thing. You know, that guy could barely talk, Jim Jones. Oh, really? Yes, he sounded like, I'll just drink the poison when we try. We don't know a good thing here. <laughs> oh, my. Wait, is this on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, just Google it. it. Go to YouTube, and it's uh, Jim Yeah. That, that wasn't just, that was me doing it just now. Right, right, that right, wasn't right, YouTube right, right, you're right. watching. That was me. But um, <laughs> you can get a very, uh, God, it's creepy as shit. And so would it be listening to this dentist who, I don't know why I assumed he was gay, but I just I, I thought he was. He looks kind of gay. Bloody day in the boogie D. A disturbed friend of a mother-to-be. 
slit her pregnant friend's throat, and then cut the baby out of her stomach and claimed it as her own, or, as they call it in the Bronx, a direct adoption. (laughs) Come on. You didn't hear it? Oh, she didn't hear it. I was was delivering that one straight to you, Stat Miller. A deranged woman... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bloody day in the boogie D. A disturbed friend of a mother-to-be. Slit her pregnant friend's throat... And then cut the baby out of her... St- I sound like a match game. <laughs> Wee Willy Winky slit her pregnant friend's throat. <laughs> and then she cut open her stomach and pulled out her blank. <laughs> pulled, out the, pulled out her baby. She, she slit her pregnant friend's throat, claimed the baby as her own, or, as they call it in the Bronx, a direct adoption. Okay, that was not worth it. Slit the throat. This was Friday afternoon in the Bronx. And, uh, yeah, she made a sick attempt to pass the child officer. She's like, it's mine. Yeah, with with covered in blood. Like two inches from the corpse of the woman that she just... Yeah. First of all, I, I, I would do have to say, like, I don't believe that I could cut a baby out of somebody. Like, I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Oh, come on. No, I, no. I mean, I don't think I'd be able to do it and keep the baby alive. You know what I mean? Like, how do you figure that out? Well, you know, I mean, that's a good question. I think that it must be like an intuition thing. It's like born into women to have the, uh, you know, if you want a baby that bad, you're like, oh, I'm gonna cut not too deep. And uh, you think? I don't know. Oh. I hope she was using a serrated knife because it seems like that would be better. Well, she must have worked really fast because she slit her wrist. I mean, slit her throat uh-huh. and then cut the baby out. I mean, the baby probably wouldn't have survived long without the mother being alive. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, she had to so get it out right away. So she had to go really fast. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, time is of the essence here. And then and the afterbirth was laying in the bed, uh, not in the bed, but in the bedroom next to the woman. So uh, she did cut that off as well. So she and you she know. knew this girl since she was a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were friends, and then they had lost touch, and then reacquainted. You know, that's the thing about that. You know, like like women always think, oh, my friends, it's my friends. I need to surround myself with strong women. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they don't want your baby, because they'll kill you, and take it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is. I think that this is uh, kind of like the most primitive crime. Oh yeah. Yeah. The names. Uh, uh, Ashley Wade, 22, allegedly slashed mom-to-be Angelique Sutton, also 22, across the neck inside Wade's apartment on Monticello Avenue in Wakefield around 2.20 p.m. So it was supposed to be her due date, and uh, she, or the 15th was like, because the other woman, uh, Wade, she'd been claiming to be pre- uh, pregnant for months. Right, but she wasn't. No, she wasn't. She had, uh, and she, she had sonogram pictures that she got off uh, Google. <laughs> she just kept putting up the same. Here's my baby. Not to do the voice, but you know, right? Uh, her her, her uh, new more newborn girl, the, the newborn girl of uh, the girl, is uh, only about a week premature. She's healthy, and and didn't and, and didn't, didn't the girl the murderer? Mm-hmm. That's uh, the, the Ashley her, Wade. Yeah. Ashley Wade didn't Ashley Wade then call her boyfriend and say, "I have our baby" or something? She was well, she called and said, "I did a very bad thing." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. At first, uh, she she tried to tell the cops it was her baby. Uh, I guess it was before the cops getting here because he called nine one one. But he claimed, uh, but she claims it's my baby. Uh, she uh, allegedly insisted to cops arriving at the blood soaked scene, 
where the placenta and umbilical cord from the gutted woman laid on the floor. Like, yeah, forget everything you see. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this looks. <laughs> this is my baby. I'm not, I'm not I was just, just walking by and saw this. I'm not sweaty or anything. I just, yeah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is my baby. And uh, her, ba- I don't know what the fuck happened to her baby. Uh, yeah. They, I, I guess that's, that is a, uh, that that's where the forensic stuff comes in, right? Where they're like, well, I got to test blood, right? Oh yeah, but I mean, she's fucked. Oh yeah, well, I mean, she should be fucked. Yeah, I mean, she killed her friend and and stole her baby. Thank God she didn't. Kill, thank God the baby. I mean, you know what? Thank God the baby survived. Yeah, at least there's something. And the guy, the the father, you know, they were in love. Hmm. He and this woman, and now he has this baby. He's a single dad, and this guy is going to get so much ass. Yeah, think about I thought it. you were gonna say money. <laughs> no, he's gonna get a lot of ass. He's a single dad, and like when this story gets around, that like it's tragic. I, I, well, I want to. Hopefully, I wanna date he'll be guy. a little, you know, anxious about getting involved with any. I think it, he, he's probably gonna be freaked the fuck out. Oh well, okay, way to make it real. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really. I didn't think that he's really gonna be dating gonna anytime be soon. Like, everyone's fucking crazy. Well, he did already post a photo of oh, the baby did. and uh, put it on Facebook, and she's all healthy. And at least there's that. My God. Now, one thing I found entertaining about this story was uh, the quote from a Bronx councilman. Got to be the dumbest quote of the week. I mean, just. Uh, you want? I guess these guys don't really listen sometimes when they talk. He says this, uh, you know. Uh, it's a, you know the horrified boyfriend called the cops after walking in on the blood drenched maniac holding the newborn. That's that's not that wasn't the quote. I just like realized I ooh I didn't say that and that's a good one. Okay, so just to get just to to to, to fully settle it up here, so everybody knows what happened. Ashley Wade, twenty two, right? She uh, has her friend over somehow, slashes her across the neck. This is around 2.20 p.m. She then performed a crude cesarean section on Sutton as she lay dying uh, or already dead and ripped an infant from her womb. Wade's horrified boyfriend called the cops after walking in on the blood-drenched maniac holding the newborn. Oh, I mean, yeah. What do you say? It's a girl. <laughs> It looks like the baby was surgically removed, Bronx Councilman Andy King said outside the house, the gruesome scene. And this is, this is the best part. He goes, that this is a possible baby snatch. This is unforeseeable. <laughs> With the holidays approaching, what a bloody way to start the season. He did not say that. I, word for word, just said what this councilman said, Andy King. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I thought that was amazingly uh, insensitive and weird. Yeah. With the holidays approaching. Oh, God. What a bloody way to start the season. Am I, am I right? We got shopping and now we got to... I mean, we're all thinking of... He's going to get in trouble for that statement. <laughs> oh, he won't. You don't think so? I don't think so because he's like... Uh, he already wears a bow tie. <laughs> you don't get much lower than that. Well, the newborn girl is, is healthy. Thank goodness. It remains unclear how uh, Sutton and Wade knew each other, but you know they, they had known each other and then fallen out and then come back. I love that she uh, proclaimed it was her baby. Well, that's such a funny, such a funny uh, excuse. Yeah. But it goes on and on. Interesting story. Maybe there'll be more. The NYPD Special Victims Unit is in such a crime-infested area, and, and I don't think I sent you a link to this, but it's a very interesting story. That sex victims are often terrified to travel there. Did you know that? No. Is an, uh, an intimidate. They get intimidated when they arrive, too. Uh, sources tell the Post, noting that the issue came to a head the night police officer Randolph Holder was shot dead. It came to a head that night, and I'll tell you how. Uh, Holder... 
The station house uh, shares the same space with the special squad, the SVU. He was murdered a few blocks away in East Harlem, and a rape victim was about to pick her attacker out of a lineup at the SVU when the police radio suddenly went crazy and cops began rushing to the scene. Uh, a police source tells the Post, there were cops screaming like you've never heard. So now, instead of conducting a lineup, the victim is hearing police officers shot. Now this poor woman, who's a victim of crime and upset, was standing there frightened as detectives went running out the door. Okay. What? Startling the lack of sensitivity these cops displayed when one of their fellow officers had been shot. They didn't say, you know what, let's take it easy. Yeah. File out calmly. Well, I mean... She's trying to identify somebody. <laughs> I'm like, Floyd, so they're saying that the police should not have done that? Yeah, that's what they're saying. You know, they're saying that it was such a bad neighborhood that that cops get shot there. So, and then when so they do... victims shouldn't be going there. And then when they do... They scare uh, victims. They, they scare victims because they... Oh, cops are down. Uh, uh, police officers down. I, uh, I think that, the, you know what... Um, this is not a very politically correct thing to say, uh, but and, and I think that if you feel victimized by the police running out to handle a, a, an officer being shot, then you like uh, victimhood a lot. <laughs> Maybe it's just for you. Now, I, I'll well, tell you something. I, I think that's, a, I, I'll have to agree with you that I feel like that's an absolutely ridiculous story. Yeah, well, 221 East 123rd, that was Holder's Base. And, uh, you know, it's apparently uh, a bad neighborhood, I guess. East Harlem or something, maybe. Uh, one of the scariest fucking places I've ever seen in my entire life, said a woman who went there to report that she was drugged and raped. <laughs> you're scared out of your mind when you're reporting rape to begin with. And if you're concerned for your well-being while you're at special victims, well, it makes it more difficult to tell your story. Well, I gotta say, I feel like any... I've been to... I think three police places in New York for different reasons. And none of them, I wouldn't say any of them were pleasant to go. I mean, they're all creepy. Damn your legalese. Can you put that in, in plain terms? Police places? Well, I mean, like, I've, I've had to go to uh, court, you know, court places. I've actually had to go to jails. I've yeah. gone to um, police precincts. Right. You know, and they're not nice. No. They're just like, like they're all very sterile, gross places that you're like, you know, you you don't want to be hanging around there. It's like a hospital, yeah, except with criminals in it. Yeah, and very, um, you know, weird industrial lighting and just not. It's uh, they're all. It's it doesn't matter what neighborhood it's in. They're not going to be nice places. Yeah, in, I, in New York, I yeah. don't think. Yeah, and 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 also like, uh, what sort of a place would you like to go and uh, talk about your rape? Right. Uh, like a. Be like a, a velvet rope. I know. Like, said, like, like a, you want to walk in and be like, "This is the so, nicest place I've ever been at," and now it'll be associated <laughs> like with my. Med. Yeah, exactly. Now I have this association with you get a mani luxury, and luxury, then, and the pain that I've been afflicted yeah, on me. Exactly. So uh, officials have ruled that a health department employee uh, twice suspended. Oh my god, I love this for answering the phone and talking like a robot. If <laughs> stated, he's not going to be fired for this. Pe- Peculiar infraction. 67-year-old Ronald Dillon, a 40-year-old DOH employee. 40-year, not 40-year-old, but 67-year-old, a 40-year employee. He's getting one last chance. In 2014, <laughs> he got a 20-day suspension for acting like a slow-speaking robot when answering calls 
at an IT help desk. You know, hello, how can I help you? I love this guy. Yeah. I want to meet him. Yeah. I mean, he's 67 years old. Give him a friggin' break. If he wants to talk like a robot, let him talk like a robot. Yeah. It apparently really bothers people, though. Probably like whenever something doesn't mean, does not compute, does not compute was what, I don't know how old you are, I'm 45. I figured that's what everybody said. But robots, you know. Right, 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 it, right. It, when you're doing a robot, you're saying does right, not compute. Right, 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 But I mean, I, I think that's, this is the funniest story I think that you've talked about. Oh, yeah. But you think, you, really? I think it's funny. You think this is funnier than the, uh, than the dentist fucking a dog? Yeah, I do because I think that this guy it's probably yeah, this guy is probably like, you know, he's been in the same job for forty years. Can uh, you imagine? He's losing his friggin' marbles. He's trying to keep himself. He's just trying to keep it a little interesting. You know what? Maybe he is a bot. That, <laughs> that would be an interesting thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe he wants to be, or he feels like that's how he feels like a robot. I, I bet you. Oh, okay, like it's like some sort of like art thing. Like 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 living art, like living theater. I bet you that if he gets fired at this point, he gets some kind of he still gets his pension anyway oh, or something. Yeah. Or you know maybe if you maybe the, after admin, after an administrative trial, it says he was suspended for thirty days the second time. They wanted to fire him a year later, so he just got suspended for thirty days. One more chance. He said the robot voice was his way of counteracting a thick Brooklyn accent. I love so it. So he's like, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to meet this guy so bad. I, you know what? I mean, Christ, how hard could it be? Go to the, uh, wherever they, the, the health department is in, in, uh, in, in Brooklyn. And uh, he's in IT. He's in IT. Is, uh, I mean, his name's Robert Dillon. Ronald, I'm, Ronald Dillon. I kind of want to just call, call up the general number and be like, can you patch me through you know the what? IT? Let's do it right now. Let's do it's, it. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I would like to meet him too. Maybe, maybe we could get him on the show. The unthinkable has happened. A sex scandal has rocked the Greek Orthodox Church from oh Washington God. Heights to Istanbul, Turkey, where the ecumenical patriarch of Constantinople can only be shaking his head in solemn disapproval of a sexy cake-sitting volunteer <laughs> parochial school principal and a geezer. Did you see the videos? Oh, yeah, they're great. I love, you know, I, 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 weird fetish stuff when it's not like something that hurts anybody. It's pretty entertaining. Oh my god! I couldn't even. I watched it like six or seven times, and and, and couldn't come with, the, with somehow. I still want a piece of cake. Um, the but, frosting is the problem. <laughs> I was expecting more frosting. Well, the weird thing for me was that I mean, obviously weird about sitting on a piece of cake, but she had on like nude-colored nylons mm -hmm. over her panties, which is you know. Like, probably reminds him of his mom. And I don't think that, and it, it didn't seem to me like that piece of cake had been unwrapped. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I don't think it had. I think it was like a... It was in plastic wrap. Yep. It was, it, she was well protected from that. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah. no, so what you're saying, there's no vag to cake contact. Yeah. So or even buttocks, yeah. or even buttocks to frosting. I mean, that's the, what you would think would make you be a little... I don't even know. I don't know what the kink is. I right? don't either, but... You would think, but it would be, yeah, you would... <laughs> You're I, like, if she'd pull those hose down, I could maybe, <laughs> maybe I could get into it. <laughs> you watch it six the six times. Unwrap the cake. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to make it better. I mean, yeah, like make the cake better. The, I think that's what's funny about it is that it's, it's not a, it, the fetish is just so, not sexual. Yeah, well, yeah. 
I mean, although you're dealing with the ass and, and, and you know, like, uh, um, there must be something about, uh, I think it is sexual, but it doesn't look, it's cake. Yeah. It's not sitting on somebody's face or something. Well, she also didn't, I, I, I didn't think she had a very nice body. No? Well, she was, you know, you know she was 45. Yeah, but still. You know, Ethel uh, Buzalis is who we're talking about. That's the, the cake-sitting coos. She's a, a married mother of three. Yeah. For a married mother of three, 45, named Ethel. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not often is a woman named Ethel the coos, let alone a pastry-squashing sex kitten. Wait, did you just make that up, or did they say that in there? No, I made it the up. The pastry-squashing pastry pastry sex, sex kitten? Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> That's the way I talk on this show. <laughs> No, I know, but it's very... You like that better than cake-sitting coos? Yeah, I do. I like it Ethel much better. Buzalis. Now, uh, uh, it, this is an affair so unseemly. The prominent geezer priest, 67-year-old married father for George Pasias of Flushing, forced to resign his shit. He had to leave the priest. Uh, he, had to leave, he had to leave his office there, anyway. And, and you know, this is a... A far cry from the fundamentalist dogma preached but not practiced by Pasias. His baklava drenched in the honey of another man's wife. <laughs> you know, she's married. He's married. It blew up in September. Tom Buzalis, the long-suffering husband of the coups, emailed the bishop and disclosed the affair. Yeah. Well, didn't, didn't wasn't didn't he like also give her a job or something? This guy gave her a job. He gave her like did, a job. Did, this to, guy he was gave like her, the principal of something with no experience, and he was extremely good to her. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, she, she uh, arrived when he arrived in two thousand six. Uh, he demanded the female parishioners cover their heads during confession. Meanwhile, hot Ethel favorite <laughs> favorite mini skirts and heels, and from the time. Uh, Pasias took the helm of the parish. The star-crossed lover's unorthodox relationship raised thick, bushy, bushy eyebrows. <laughs> the Greek, you know. From the time uh, Pasias took the helm of the parish, the star-crossed lover's unorthodox, see, unorthodox yeah. relationship raised thick, bushy eyebrows. It's all in there. Sometimes you get to listen to it more than once. Right, right, right. Yeah, the porn-thodox offering, the closest thing to normal. Uh, it happens in this Greek thing. Uh, just to describe some of what we're seeing before we get to uh, a little bit of the history, uh, the photos and videos of the Randy pair were anonymously presented to the New York Post. Right. That's how we heard about this. Right. Uh, now, Tom Pizalis, as I said, he had, he had disclosed the affair. A private eye tailed them as they rendezvoused uh, at motels in Jersey and Coldwater, New York. I know we both say this together. Hot sheets. <laughs> Give me this. Hot, Hot sheets. sheets. Yes. Photos and videos of the of, of the Randy pair were anonymously presented to post. Several baked goods are flattened by the decent ass of the pretty. Does it Peruvian. say that? Does it say decent? I'm saying it's. Decent. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna. I I think it's decent. I don't think it's that bad. I've seen it's, worse. It's pretty flat. <laughs> well, yeah, I did a number on that cake. <laughs> then I'll again, she what. had those those nude nude. It was very out of style yeah. what she had on. Yeah. I mean, like that nobody wears that anymore. No, like, you got to be a Greek, a Greek Orthodox uh, parochial school. Yeah, yeah. Paro- parochial, parochial, <laughs> parochial, school. parochial. Well, this is a pretty Peruvian, Peruvian. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Several baked goods are flattened by the decent ass of the pretty Peruvian parishioner who wiggles oddly until the baked goods no longer are. Well, they're still baked, but they're. In one shocking scene, we see a slice of banana bread 
wrapped in cellophane, is no match for the thong-clad ass of Bizalis. <laughs> as Father I Persias can't believe that people write this. looks on impassively. I wrote this. This is my writing. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I mean, like, we're, I can't even believe that newspapers are, you know, reporting putting this. The, yeah. Oh well, this has been going on for years. Right. You know, this has been going on for a long time. They thought something was going on before. That's why they're making such a big deal out of it. Because they because finally got the proof. They finally got it. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Somebody finally said, look, here right. you go, videos. And the videos are amazing. Uh, she, uh, It's in quotes, smothering it with her ass. <laughs> and then she gets up and stands above it and squats down again. Yes, like she's sort of like, you know, look what I did to it. And, and the, She is, I'm smothering it with my ass. I'm. And, but like the way she, she's not even sound, when I, my... Uh, interpretation of it was mm. I didn't find that she was actually trying to speak very sexy. No, she was speaking in like this little, uh, it was sort of a mommy cadence, yeah, I think. Yeah, which yeah. Which I think is what I was looking for. That's what I said. I think those hoes remind of his mother. Oh. Ass smothered pastries like mom used to make. In another scene, she rubs <laughs> her feet against his face and in another, he eats her pussy through the sheer pantyhose. That's the closest thing to normal that happens. Does but do, I didn't see that one. Does they do, didn't show? Oh. <laughs> that was not yeah, included. <laughs> see, I would have liked to have seen that one because yeah. so the pantyhose. There's no. He's he's not actually putting his tongue on her vagina. No, through the no, pantyhose. Oh. But that's you know like, Jesus. That's well. Hot. It seemed to me like every little photo they showed of him or shot they had of him. He never looked sexually aroused or even happy. No, yeah, he just he's like just kind of dead in the eye. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like she's not even there. Yeah, weird. She's yeah. going to a lot of trouble and to he's try just to kinda, get him. Yeah, and he's just like sitting there. I wonder if this was a video shot by them or was this a video? Well, yeah, it was because it's on their computer. So maybe he felt uncomfortable with the video. Maybe, maybe that's it, or maybe he was just like that. That was the way he expressed his passion was to just not change facial expression. Yeah. He demanded the female prisoners cover their their heads during confession. You know why? Have you seen women who go to a Greek Orthodox church? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they, uh, so she was the pastor's assistant at the Wadsworth Avenue Church when they arrived. And they, they would arrive and, and leave together every day. Right. They were obviously very close. The old man called Buzalis, his spiritual goddaughter. Everybody should have known he was banging her right then. He baptized her in her bikini. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Besias baptized her in her bikini. How he got into her bikini, I'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Rumors of hanky-panky floated around the parish. A church handyman says he saw her sitting on the lap of the man of the cloth. Well, ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical canoodling is one thing. I sound like Porky Pig. Well, ecclesiastical canoodling is one thing. But church money, <coughs> that's a holy trust. Oh my God. The plot thickened as Bizalis was made principal in spite of her oh, lack of right. education credentials and promoted to church treasurer, giving her full access to church accounts. Now that's where it goes too far. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start getting into the money, people are like, mm-mm. Well, it led to scrutiny and questions, but the question now is, what's become of the suspended Father George Pasias? Well, the bishop said that the misconduct was brought before a spiritual court of the first degree last week, and that a council of church leaders, including the head of Greek Orthodoxy in the United States, will review the findings. Any punishment, including possible defrocking, <laughs> will be decided in Istanbul, Turkey. Can you imagine? I'd love to be a fly on the wall watching those six guys look at the video 
And you know what I mean? Like, this is the evidence we have. And they're all sitting there like, oh. place she's going to waste. It's yeah. a sin. <laughs> That's a good piece of cake she's ruining thing. right there. Oh, he's eating her pussy now. Okay. <laughs> Finally, something's happening. I guess we have to fight. Yeah, defrock. I would, vo- I, would, I would vote to defrock. Oh, he's going to get defrocked. Yeah, fires, probably. <laughs> She's actually, I found her to be attractive. Did you think she was attractive? I, well, yeah, I even liked her ass. I, that's right. I, I liked her head to toe. I thought she was a, I thought she was a, you know what, for this guy, that's about the best he's going to do. Yeah, no, he's right. He certainly doesn't deserve to do any better. He is, uh, the guy is a, a bearded gentleman. Uh, he looks like a Greek bank robber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, she's very attractive. And and she, this woman, Buzalis, her husband refused to comment on the affair. What, I mean, what's he going to say? Yeah, she sits on cakes at home. <laughs> She's just, that's why she sits. She's I stuck. tell her not to. It's like she chairs. Doing it. She confirmed, but confirmed he knew of the sex tapes and said that as of now, the couple is still together. So you'll be in Boston very soon. Is that I right? will. I'm leaving on Tuesday. I'm leaving on Tuesday mm-hmm. to go to, uh, and you're going to be working in Boston. Now, when do you get back to New York? I'm flying back Saturday, and then I'm going to be uh, in Riverhead, Long Island, with Nick DiPaolo on Saturday night. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. What, what's in uh, Riverhead? By it's the called way? Suffolk Theater. Suffolk Theater. Suffolk Theater in Riverhead. Oh God, it's called the Suffolk Theater, mm-hmm. and I was like, which, what, what county? And oh, guess who's there? Guess who's there the night before? Atel. Little Kim. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny because DiPaolo used to open for Little Kim, I think. <laughs> Little Kim. Christ. I guess we got a different crowd here now, huh? I wonder if he, I wonder I wonder if he, I wonder if he knows that she's gonna be there the night before. I kinda feel like I should tell him so he can write some bits about it before he gets there. Oh yeah, yeah. Well I mean he could write it on the way to the stage. I know, really. The same thing. I know, I know, really. That's so true. <laughs> Nick DiPaolo, just one of the funniest guys on earth. Yeah. And I really enjoy him. That's cool. You get to open for him. I wish I got to open for him. Yeah, he's, what are you, you're like he likes those Boston people. Is he from Boston? He's from Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes Joe List. Yep, and you. Mm-hmm. And, and I gotta say, you you guys are the funniest ones from Boston that yeah. I know of. Oh, thank you. I mean, I can't think of any of the ones that are right. Who's the one that says she's got her period boobs? Do you know her? I don't know. <laughs> she says it every time she's on stage. She can't be constantly on her period. Wait, I got my Stacey Kendra. No, no, it's not her. But she's she's good too. Yeah, she's funny. She's got she's got so much attitude. Yeah. She just doesn't give a damn. That's the feeling I get when I see her. Who has who has period boobs? Oh Someone Costello, from... Sue Costello. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got uh-huh. my period boobs. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, last time I saw her, she had her period boobs. <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen her in a while either. I think it was a Broadway comedy club. But you know where you're going to see me? December 4th, Governors. We're talking about funny names for it. Gurneys and Governors. That doesn't really... Uh, now, Governor's is one of the, it's a legendary club. Yeah, totally. Long Island's where all that stuff started, and uh, Governor's was, I think, uh, who discovered it out there? Who discovered comedy there? <laughs> was joke man Jackie Martling. I oh, believe. really? Yeah. Who's also going to be on New York City Crime Report uh, on Anthony Cumia Network. That's fun. You got to do one of those. Yeah, episodes. yeah, that was super fun. Everybody should really watch this if you get a chance at all. You know, like, if you uh, do this, if you subscribe for like a fake month, like you're just going to do a trial. I think it's like six ninety nine. I don't know, man. Spend your money anyway you want to. When you, you when, know, when you subscribe, mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it. When you subscribe, do you get all of the things that come under that umbrella? Everything. Everything. Oh, that's yeah, cool. not not only my show, but like Anthony Cumia, who is a genius, and he's one of the uh, of, of Opie and Anthony. If you don't know, I'm sure you do. And he's uh, a legend, and and just 
super funny. He has a show four days a week that he does. David Tell was just on that, which I can't wait to catch up on the episodes. Uh, and uh, he, he always has, I don't know, some really funny uh, guest on. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's it's a real who's who, and it's awesome. And uh, and not only that, but he talks in a way that you just don't hear people talk. Right. He talks in a way, an honest way. Uh, it's really fun and really cool. And so, like, I'm really proud to be associated with the network, really proud to be on it. Uh, the uh, Anthony Cumia Network, anthonycumia.com. And if you go there, you can actually watch Crime Report, New York City Crime Report, as we develop it. Man, it's fun. Yeah, it's into super a video fun. Thing. Super yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. And the the uh, segments with Chris Laker are so funny. Yeah, Laker. Chris yeah. Laker has been on quite a bit. And he does like a, a, a I guess, what do you call it? A field reporting. Yeah. Laker's great doing that. So funny. Yeah, because he'll be everywhere, you know, yeah. Times Square and things like that. And then uh, Joe Zito is going to be on twice in December. I'm obviously shitting my pants in anticipation of that. You know, Joe Zito, Subway Hero. Is uh, a guy who took down a spree killer. Everybody, oh, everybody that's who that is. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Maxime Gelman from Brighton Beach was uh, on a killing spree. Twenty-eight hours of mayhem, stealing cars, and uh, and robbing and, and and stealing. Well, mostly just killing. He killed like four people. This was his fifth victim, he, and he came and walked up and he said, "You're gonna die. You're gonna die." Stabbed him in the face. <gasps> Joe Zito's, you know, nothing to be trifled with, and. Uh, Took the guy down, took the knife away from him. This is the short version. Right. Lost a lot of blood, almost died. Two cops were behind him the whole time, didn't do anything. He <sighs> said, we'll take it from here. And then he couldn't sue the cops. So Joe, uh, good friend of the show, be on a couple of times. Can I, uh, can, yeah. can I ask if you, do you know, do you know, um, have you read the story about um, Bo Deedle? You know what Bo Deedle is? No, what's Bo Deedle? Oh, Bo Deedle's like a big um, uh, New York, he was a cop. And now he's like a big security guy. He's always on Fox News, blah, blah, blah. He's. It, it, well, I think that guy works at Gotham. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, I thought you would know who he is. Bo he, Deedle, they, they just had a whole story in the paper with him that somebody bought his table at Rayo's. Do you know what Rayo's is? Yeah, so yeah. The, the, the restaurant is up in yeah, right, yeah, East yeah. Harlem. That you and can't it, get into. Yeah, somebody bought his table. Someone bought his table in a, in a, in a uh, fundraiser. You know, they bid on it and they won it. And uh, they got their military cousin to come up from Virginia and everything to go to this night at Rayo's. Mm. And they get a call and Bo Deedle cancels. Says you can't take it tonight. Oh, my God. So the guy gets mad and Bo Deedle threatens to punch him in the nose. There's all this, it's all this big drama in page six lately. And Rayo's is how you pronounce that. Yeah. Now, that, that restaurant has ten tables in it. It's and it's it, and it's, it's packed every night. Yeah, because it's ten tables. Yeah, and and uh, and you can't get in. It's impossible. Right now, you need uh, to be on the list. Yeah, an Italian place, and it, and it at the time back, I guess when the guy took it over, who has all the charisma, who uh, made it what it is today. Uh, they got a three star review in the New York Times, and it started to get packed. Right. And it was in a neighborhood that was so shitty that you wouldn't feel safe there. Right. However, they were known for their mob connections, so people would not worry about parking their cars out front. Yeah. Charming story, charming history, and that's Bo Deedle, but I don't know him. <laughs> well, you'll have to... I <laughs> think if you look him up, you'll get a lot of fodder off of him. Maybe, uh, maybe... I see, I always know who could get on the show, but I always just want to talk to comics. <laughs> Bo, <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I, like, gar- I bet you anything, Bo Deedle would do it in a heartbeat. You think Especially so? if you if you put can him you, on camera. Can you get a hold of him? Oh, I don't know. I mean... Like, me? What night? Me? You know him. You seem to I know him. I don't know him. You say, my <laughs> friend Bo Deedle. Is. I never said my friend ever. Bo Deedle. Bo I don't Deedle. even know if he exists. <laughs> this sounds very made up. Well, uh, well so, you'll have to Google him and 
maybe you'll see him and say, yeah, I'm not interested. And by the way, here's the other thing. Nobody's listening now. It's over. <laughs> it's like everybody shut this off a long time ago. <laughs> I shut it off myself. It's not even recording. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, the, the little red numbers are still uh, moving. So give me the date one more time. Has it been more than an hour? Oh, it's, for Christ's sake, it's been an hour and 45 minutes or something. Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, the date for what? The uh, Nick DiPaolo. Oh, it's Suffolk um, Theater. November, uh, sorry, 28th. It's a Saturday night, November 28th. Oh, this is right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. The Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, well, the Friday after it's Thanksgiving. It's this coming Saturday. It's this coming Saturday. Oh, man, I tell you. It just doesn't seem like it, I does know. It? It's so weird. The holidays, you know they started whenever uh, there's a guy taking a sword out at the Apple store. <laughs> it's not Black Friday yet. <laughs> uh, go to crimereport.nyc. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast on iTunes, please do. If you'd like to leave a review, that means a lot. Thanks. Leave a review. Uh, say nice things. Don't say, well, it's pretty good. Three stars. <laughs> You just tell that walk. I'm gonna go on there and give you five stars. Yeah, I want five stars. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 say something. You know, whatever. So I'll quote it. Whatever. You know, it's good. And uh, everybody who is listening and, and watching on AnthonyCumia.com, thanks so much. Oh, and hey, here's another one. Mary Ann. I don't want to give her a whole name because you know, she might not like it. But she drove six hours to see my wedding. But it was Aww. awesome. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't armed or anything. It wasn't weird, you know. <laughs> and she didn't have any papers to serve me or anything. Came to see the wedding. Wanted to say thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for, for making the trip. And and there were, you know, I mean, I can't list, I realize that if I list everybody here, it would be ridiculous. But people came from Scotland. Oh, my God. And there were people who came from Australia who, who saw this. Now, I don't know that they came specifically right, for right, the right, wedding. Right, 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 right. It could be. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it was fun having you guys there. Thanks for being there. And, uh, you Has know. It's been two weeks now? It's been two weeks since we started this podcast. <laughs> <We've> been, <laughs> this one edition. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, has it been two weeks? I guess by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, it's been two weeks. It was Wednesday, so we did our anniversary. Uh, things are so far so good. It wasn't this past Wednesday. It was Wednesday before, right? Wednesday before, yeah. Yeah. So, that's good, but, uh, yeah, I think we're clear. Uh, it was the 11th. <laughs> why not give it a date? November 11th. 11-11, uh, and we did that on, uh, and, and we got, it was 11, that was the time. Oh, the, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Who was, did anyone, with their vows? Was there someone? Yeah, there were vows. The Who Reverend the... Chris Laker. Oh, he did do that. Yeah, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. that. Yeah, and and uh, it was it was truly it was one of those things where like um, everything's having fun, show's great, everybody's having a good time, but where everybody starts to go, when is this fucking wedding? Gonna right, happen? right, yeah. right, right. Because it's you know, a lot of people were there for that, and <laughs> and we did it, and I and, and I got everybody on stage, and uh, and then Chris came up, and we had, and I can you see. I fucked up because I was trying to write my vows, and I thought, well, when the time comes, I'll write them. Right. And I tried to write them, and then I just blanked. It was that day. I was like, fuck, I'm trying to write my vows. Oh, no. Now, and the thing, the only thing that I had written down was, you type faster than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> Don't even say that's the only thing you came up with. No, no, no. no. I oh, said all okay. kinds of shit. I oh, kind of okay. just blacked out. Oh, okay. But at the end of it, people were laughing and smiling and oh, crying okay. and stuff. So I think it was good. Oh, good. I wrote vows for her to say, and uh, she killed. Oh, good. Killed with the vows. But uh, there were, she Why didn't, didn't you let her write you vows to say? 
Well, the stuff. Uh, I mean, she wrote her own vows, and they were horrible. Oh. It was like oh, very autobiographical. Oh. She's like, you know, when I was writing for it, was, <laughs> it's like I love Mandy, <laughs> but it's all about her. <laughs> it's like, oh but God. what are you doing for me? Is there a vow? <laughs> That's hysterical. She kind of went through her resume. She, she mentioned her Twitter a few times. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, she's I the best. And, and 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 really, the only reason anybody ever hears about anything is because of her. And uh, well, you know, yeah, I, I got, that's about as does. mushy as this show gets, you know. <laughs> but uh, we uh, appreciate you listening for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and and uh, for and, and, me and nobody nobody's still listening anymore. Too. Like I said, the, the last few people that were still listening then when I said they're they like, now. I hate you. They said they're googling they Bo Deedle right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, do come back again. I would love to. Yeah. I had a blast. All right. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving. And congratulations. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Thank you.